Welcome aboard our vessel. I'll be your captain. Join me and my trusty ally, the cook, as we set sail through our relationship with music, film, literature, and everything in between, as well as our ongoing exploration into mental health and well-being. Anchors up. Hello. So we are back uh, for another episode of the Captain and Cook pod. Um, and again, exciting one for us, isn't it, Captain? Because we're going to reveal to the world shortly who the angry little Welshman is as well, aren't we? It is, yeah. Yeah, our, uh, our second guest is is just get, getting his ticket checked um, before we allow him on board. You know, we need to <laughs> do all the relevant tests and things. And also before he comes on, you know, it's all just a chance for us to review the challenges, you know, and see how we both got on. And yeah, I know my challenge was you had, you had the week off and it was it was just challenging you to do nothing. And I'm just wondering how, how you found it. It's, um, it's one of those ones, I think, that's easier said than done, isn't it, at times? Mm. Um, I, I mentioned to you off here, we took the week off to spend some time with Nora and help her to be potty trained. Um, you know, another big stage of her life, which just revolves around us watching her like a hawk for the day. <laughs> so what I tried to do was take time in the evenings and mm. stuff just, just to really just sit you know, and um, and not have any distractions. And it is good because actually thoughts flow in and out, don't they? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Thoughts come, thoughts go. And it's just a chance to really let the things go that you've been dwelling on a little bit, maybe. Um, and just to focus on the positives. And a lot of the things with potty training, for any parents out there will know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a long and arduous journey. It's mm. frustrating. Um, but at the same time, just remembering... She's a little girl. She's made progress this week. We've helped her as parents as well. And it's good to stop and reflect on, on, on those kind of things. And yeah, for you, I know we, we mentioned probably last few weeks it's been hard, hasn't it, for both of us, but I think for particularly for you with, with, with the way work has been and stuff. So getting out in nature, what did, what, what did you do? Where did you go? Yeah, so I switched. I switched from a walk. I went for a run because I felt... I, I won't talk so much about like stuff like transfers and things like that, but I just felt like I needed to... I don't know, just pound the streets a bit and just escape. You know, I had a lot of leftover energy. Um, yeah, so, you know, I took a couple of photos, went up sort of our, our regular route, you know, that we walk and decided to run it and just see. And yeah, it's just nice, nice to escape. And I know, you know, in a second, you know, we'll be we'll be talking to our guest about sort of the importance of music and using it to decompress and stuff. And yeah, chucking on some heavy music and just sort of stretching the legs is what I needed. And you know what? It's really um thing because we're gonna hear about how our guest in a second manages anger in a positive way, which is which is I think gonna strike a chord with a lot with a lot of people. And I just want to shout to Gordon. Uh Gordon said after listening to the Whitney episode, um, he thought that I was the angry little Welshman. I was like, Do I come across do I come across like that? I'm definitely I'm no definitely comment. not. And I'm no <laughs> and I'm not um you know, I'm a little bit scared. Is he gonna shout at us this this angry little Welshman? We'll have to should we, should we go and find out. Well, before we do, I wanted to let you know that we've actually set sail and conquered. I'm using the word conquered now. I think we're taking over the world. <laughs> we've we've conquered another country and we've actually, I think this, I'm not sure. It might be landlocked. I don't know. But um, we got there somehow. It's just my driving skills. I'm just that good, really. After getting us out the Suez <laughs> Canal, you know, I can get us anywhere. And this time, <laughs> I've got us to Austria. Oh, well, so... um. Good day, mate. Let's uh, put another shrimp on the barbie. <sighs> <laughs> you 
name the film, shipmates, name the film, okay? Um, Austria is one that we've both been to, isn't it? Um, so we've both been to Vienna, I believe. You mm -hmm. went for a concert? I went for Georgia, so it was actually the last holiday we had. There before. you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Sarah and I went for Sarah's birthday a few years back. So it's, uh, hello, guten tag, wie geht es dir? How are you? Um, Vienna is a city we both love, isn't it, by the way? It's an absolute yeah. beauty. So when you're able to travel, if you haven't been, go. But well done for sailing to what we think is a landlocked country anyway. You know, you found an you found access somehow. I found it. I'll, I'll, I'll find a way anywhere. Okay, Bryn. So... Um, it's time for us to welcome aboard our second guest. And I've handed over the login details of Wikipedia to you this time to do a quick run through of who's joining us today. So over to you. Yeah, you have. And um, yeah, I, I know I put out, you know, a few people tried to guess who Angry Little Welshman was um, when I put it on our Instagram. And I thought, oh, let's have a look at his LinkedIn. And then I realised it's about a 4,000 word essay. So I thought I'd go onto his website instead and have a little look. So, I mean, this, this guy, yeah, so... You know, I mean, we got we got a bit of time to so settle down, guys, um, on his website. So he does youth mental health first aid, supporting young people, digital focus group and workshop leader, bespoke consultant and training, participation. We all know he's an angry little Welshman. Euro youth mental health. I also know he dabbles in touch rugby. He does some running. He plays guitar. You know, th this guy, this guy knows his stuff. So I think you know, it's, it's a nice chance for me, you know, to obviously invite someone who I've known for quite a while as well, you know, and welcome this guy on board, our own, our very own angry little Welshman living in England, Mr. Nick Morgan. <laughs> that is quite the introduction, already. I know. <laughs> That's nearly as long as Whitney Houston, I think, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was hell of an introduction, and I feel like it's worth noting that I, I do all of those things in small measures many many times um yeah it's great to be here thanks for having me on and as you say we've known each other for a long time so i'm really excited to be here today aboard the ship um and uh, but does it does your ship have a name by the way that's a great doesn't sorry to throw a curveball in straight away. well future competition like yeah. a competition or something that you need to do i mean we do have t-shirts so you know yeah <laughs> You know what? Straight away, like you've thrown in a great idea. There yeah. you go. Like, so yeah. that's the next competition sorted. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> you can tell this guy does, does podcasts, can't you? Like <laughs> instantly. <laughs> um, yeah. So obviously, you know, welcome aboard, Nick. And I know it's it's quite interesting because you set us a bit of a challenge, really, um, in actually finding out anything about the band which you gave us. So you know, fair fair play to you. You know, the cook the cook had to dive deep into his storage to find some some bits and bobs but it's just sort of you know we ask people to bring a band and a lyric it's just a chance you just have yeah let us know what what you're bringing on board yeah so um the lyric i've gone with uh by an austrian band austrian punk band uh called ast pi that's a-s-t-p-a-i um and um i don't know if, if you listen to the album version of this there's a there's a uh a a piece from a film just before it that leads into the song and I, I love a sample 
in a in a punk song. Um, but the song itself, um, which is called "Biting Dogs Don't Chew," um, and it's the chorus. And this band I've known for quite a long time. I've had the pleasure of being on a bill with them back in my half a chicken solo acoustic project days. Um, and they are just the nicest people and the nicest guys. And the I know the singer does a lot of work around mental health as well. Um, yeah, and so the lyric is the chorus, and it kind of it really resonates with me because, um, as maybe we'll go on to discuss, you know, I, I throughout my entire life had ups and downs managing my own anger, um, and and how I, I use that for, for good. Um, uh, not quite Spider Man, but there is some responsibility there. Um, and uh, yeah, so the lyric is, um, tell me you won't get angry, tell me you won't get mad upon losing every feeling and every clear thought you've ever had. Um, and if you listen to the song, it's just the build up to it is so monumental. And then it's just such a rush of energy. I know like I'm, I'm 37 now, but every time I've seen him, I see him even, I'd probably be doing it into my 60s or whatever. Um, I still go absolutely ballistic. Yeah, and like I said, I think the beauty of it is, I think there was a time early into, I won't say late 2000s maybe, uh, just before I moved to Brighton, I was see, I saw they were touring a lot in the UK and I had the pleasure of hanging out with them quite a lot uh, and have seen them in fact in um, Austria as well, in their hometown. Uh, so I was a bit of a fanboy for a while, for a good period. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're just great guys and great musicians. Um, yeah, that's who I've brought to you today. No, they're fab. I've got to be honest, we, um, like like Brim said, never heard of them, which is a good thing, because I love that about music. When you someone makes a recommendation and they're passionate about it, um, and you dive in, you're like, this is pretty good stuff, like, you know, and uh, I've not been able to go through the whole discography, but I've definitely been playing through this stuff over the last few weeks. And some of, like you said, that song is monumental. It is like, you know, the build up to it and the way it kicks in, you do want to like jump around, do you know what I mean? And let out some energy, but listen to some of the other stuff. I'm getting all sorts of vibes to it. Like, like pick up bits of Green Day, bits of Foo Fighters, bits of Blink-182 at times. I mean, then just some old school punk music as well, um, which is which is fantastic. But yeah, just talk about, I suppose, we're missing live music massively at the moment, and we've got some stuff lined up for later in the year. So talk to us about an Aspie gig. What what would you expect if you went to an Aspie gig? Oh, um, I mean, they are they're just really fun. I think um, the, the, the lead singer and, and lyricist is very passionate about his lyrics um, and you can tell that when he's singing them um, but ultimately as I mentioned they're such a bunch of nice guys you know they they're the sort of band that as like when I used to play in bands who, who get their energy from the crowd who have it you know they'll, they'll they, you lock eye contact and yeah. you'll be jumping and laughing and you can they'll be in, smiling because they've seen you enjoying them playing um, and yeah like you said it is they are primarily a punk band. They play in the punk scene quite a lot, uh, but, uh, but there is a lot of rock and roll elements of like, like you say, Foo Fighters, like early Foo Fighters. Uh, yeah, early. And um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's just a lot of energy um, and depending where you see them depends on, I guess, the, the following that they'll have. Um, I, I think in the UK, you know, it is mostly major cities, but I have seen them in Cardiff. Um, 
and there was a great turnout there as well. Um, yeah, and so I'm usually I'm usually really I'm I've usually done a good workout by the end of the gig from jumping around so much. I can sense I can sense that for sure. And we were talking about this just just off, and I know Bryn will have a few things to say, but for you personally, the journey was selecting the song was it when Bryn asked you because it is difficult. Tom, our last guest, mentioned you know when you're going to bring a song. It sometimes can be a daunting or a difficult process. Was you straight away click bang? That's the song, or did you sit and have a think about it? Uh, it was one of a couple that were up there. Um, I think uh, again, just to you know, a touch on music and songs that resonate with um, a story or or a part of you in your journey. And as I mentioned, anger's always been a strange one for me. Um, and I've, you know, the first time I heard this song, because you know, they, they, they screamed the line, "Tell me you won't get angry," mm. in a sense, and it's just that idea of it just sat, you know, trying trying to not get angry. And the worst thing someone can do is obviously say, "Tell me you're not going to get angry." That's just like yeah. the fire. Um, but there were, you know, there were a couple of songs uh, up there, um, and this one, I think. Yeah, came on top because it's one I've, I've done. Yeah, I can just was the one that is at the top of the. Um, yeah, it was it was very hard though, as you say. Yeah, and it's I mean it's it's interesting that whole that like you said the the tell me you won't get angry and it's something which I've noticed and I know you're like you said very passionate and open when it comes to anger and there seems to be an element of from my perspective like almost trying to suppress a lot of anger. You know, and not just yourself, sort of in general, you know, that whole being angry, you know, and especially, you know, I know Aaron's done some bits into the feminine and anger, but also sort of with the masculine and the anger. And it's like trying to share to people, you know, I know Nick will we'll come on to your experiences, but like I I had a client today and he, he turned around and he said, I, I don't want to get angry because I'm scared what I'll do. You know, I'm scared of sort of the damage. And it's sort of trying to say to him, actually... <laughs> in the male psyche is actually a normal thing to be angry when you look back to you know stone age and that sort of stuff that that was part of human nature you know the masculine to be primal to do that and it's just interesting just the way this word just this word angry and this word anger you know i mean i've got a book here called beating anger surely to beat something you have to come out of some rage to get that sort of element and yeah just sort of just exploring really I know, obviously, you know, we'll refer to your podcast later on, so I don't want you to give all the spoilers away, but just a little bit just into sort of your your journey with anger, because I think we've all had different experiences, you know, and different ways of doing it. Yeah, I think, um, you know, as a child, I, uh, yeah, I think I, I, call, I call myself passionate, and I joke about angry little Welshman because there's a, an element of Welsh people being quite passionate. And a bit short tempered at time, and for, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, I just feel like most people are shorter than others in the UK. <laughs> that's just uh, just a weird thing that I've got in my head, um, and I'm short, so um, so. But um, I think we, I sorry, um, yeah, I've always had a, a difficulty managing my reaction to that feeling um to so to not just act on it instantaneously which i did a lot as a kid um you know i, I referred to it in a blog i, re, I, re, I published the other week about i remember fly kicking 
um, yeah. I laugh now, but they kick in. Uh, I, well, I mean, I laugh, and violence is never the right answer, anyone. But he pushed my sister over, and you know, and he was bigger than me, but without even thinking, just run up at him and like drop kicked him in the face. Uh, but then you know, there are other times where I've caused damage to property and stuff like that, and myself, um, you know, punching walls to the point of getting my knuck bleeding knuckles. Which you know, I think as a as a it's it's interesting though because obviously that journey, like you say, um, as a boy when I was younger, mental health was not on my radar at all, um, and it was very much something that yeah, punching a wall seemed quite or, or punching something or screaming at something seemed quite normal. You uh, uh, but it's obviously a you know look at it now having worked in the field of mental health for donkey's years now. Um, you know, it is a form of self-harm um, to a degree, depending on the severity of, 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 of um, how often and how hard and how you, you would do it. And I did, I did eventually work with someone who broke his arm doing that. Um, yeah, um, but I guess then, so, you know, and I guess as, so as I've grown up, I've, I've kind of seen various counsellors and had some various, some help as, um, and from professionals, so we, shall we say, I'm figuring out how to use that energy in a productive way, um, and, you know, and what you can do and learn how to, I guess, stop and think before using that energy instantaneously. Um, and then, of course, you know, there's other outlets, and that's why I've turned to, you know, that's how I think it's not surprising that I ended up in, liking punk music. It's just fast and energetic, and it just, you know, like you say, it's the punk gigs are always a fun, positive environment. Mm however some of the music is really heavy and 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 it just makes you want to punch the system (laughs) and you know so you know when i'm when i'm when i'm listening to a band or this song in particular let's say or or another song like it's like rage against the machine or a classic aren't they yeah you allow yourself to get angry in order to enjoy the music a bit more so you kind of you just and it's a way of venting it out and just really and you know if you do that regularly uh, it, it means you're not going to do it in a negative way as well. Um, Definitely. Yeah. So it's been a tough, you know, it's, 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 it's an interesting journey. And like I said, I'm trying to, yeah, I don't want to go into too much detail. I don't want to give spoilers. Or yeah. Rock uh, but yeah, we'll talk a bit more about what I'm doing with it in a bit. Yeah, definitely. I think the punk thing is so interesting as well, because you're right. I mean, punk was there to not conform, wasn't it? That's where it was born out of. It was sick of produced rock and roll shall we say do you mean on music having to sound packaged in a certain way and we've talked about that in a, in, in a few episodes in the past you know um your sex pistols a clash and when that all started happening and people was going we're not conforming anymore. we're just going to pick up a guitar and go for it like you know um but also we talked about like pussy right as well we didn't we did an episode on them which was really interesting you know and then that thing of you know getting angry to you have to to go and do something about something don't you? Do you know what I mean? You have to almost like, I'm yeah. so pissed off, you know, that I'm going to go out and actually do something. So anger and using it that way, then to try and make changes for good is, is in my eyes, is a, is, is a positive thing. And I think, like I said, there's a lot of things that you do as well um, in terms of trying to be creative and, you know, and trying to do things. If I get your message out there and help people, I was just want to touch on this. And I don't know where I'll go. I'll maybe bring, bring in, in a second, but there was a, there was research done in 2011, um, and I'll share it in the, in the bio of people. I won't go into too much detail, but they basically say the creativity they reasoned was the product of two separate cognitive processes. 
so persistence and flexibility. So they had some working groups in and people who tended to show display anger versus people who didn't. And what they found was the people who displayed anger could quickly in the short term be very creative because persistence, yeah, 100%, you're angry, you know, persistent, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. again, that across. But the flexibility in thought, you find that you jump from like one thing to another. And one observation, um, Nick, as well, just when I watched your YouTube videos, by the way, which I think is really brave to put that stuff out there. I saw that in your, in your video, because it's in the moment, there was so many thoughts coming out at one go, but they were all potential solutions to what had just happened. <laughs> I was listening to it, like trying to take notes and go, he listens back to this. So I suppose with these videos, do you sit and watch them back? Because it's in the moment, you might be angry at that time. Do you then try and use them to, I don't know, improve next time round, break habits? You know, what's the journey with the videos and, and, and the blogging? Um, so the videos and seem to be more blogging, I guess. Um, but the videos are a slow burner and I'm just formulating the best way to do them more recently. But yeah, so there's the, there's what I call, you know, there's the just stupid angry things where I've, I've posted a reflection, reflecting on getting angry at something stupid, uh, which arguably you could call just like incredibly frustrated. But you know, I, 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 but I joke, but I think there's one in there um well I've lo I lost sun I lost my sunglasses to go for a run and um I, I, I was so angry I was crying I I, I just I, in that moment went from oh, I'm gonna go for a run to smack just lost my sunglasses lost my motivation oh, I'm a piece of shit uh fuck this uh that's the day written off um you know and it's and you know I look back at it now and, and then I look, the reason I'm doing this is I can look back at it and laugh and kind of be like that's ridiculous like, and we need to figure out ways and recognize these things and, and learn how to deal with our emotions when it comes to little things like that and and really you know the, I hate I, I, I want to use the word resilience carefully because I do feel it's been used in the field of mental health mm -hmm. um, but that is what that is and I so I do that later on and then the face of anger which i think there's only one out at the moment or might be two i'm not sure um there's a couple more in the bank should we say but those are the ones like you say are in the moment where i'm uh i've for whatever reason caught myself in the moment and thought i'm gonna film this um and i i do watch that back before i publish it and i publish it weeks possibly months later um because i want it to kind of i don't want people to get uh, concerned or too worried about me if it, to be to be posted the same day um so i wanted people to see that you know this was months ago and they'll have seen that i've done x y or z since so i'm clearly fine um but yeah i think looking back at them it is it's 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 hard it is hard um but i think i do take a lot of strength from it myself um i mean part of me always thinks it's weird that in that moment i think oh i'll videotape myself uh, i still manage i still manage to have the <laughs> coherence to be like oh, oh i'm so annoyed i'm so annoyed oh, but i'll videotape myself okay um and i don't do it every time um but i do think there's something and i've talked to other people about like what is the point of these videos is it is it i I get something from them. I hope other people do. I think it's just showing incredible, it's to show that we can all be incredibly vulnerable and incredibly positive, um, uh, not positive, incredibly vulnerable and incredibly 
courageous and and you know positive and actionable as well as, as, as people and we all have our ups and downs um and that's okay um and you know uh, yeah i feel like i'm waffling a bit now but yeah i do i do get some i, I guess I, I i learn from some of the reflections from when i watch it back before i publish it if that makes sense i think once yeah. it's published uh once it's out there in the ether um i'll usually get uh potentially you know my other half will talk to me or say something about it or i'll get friends as but i'll get lots of positive feedback um as well uh with them uh with my friends just yeah i think it's again it's early days and i'm not a social media mogul so i'm not <laughs> nor do i have the time really to push them out there but if like any sort of work in this field and Brindle knows like you know if you're if what you do can help one person then job jobs jobs done yeah and i think it is like always it's interesting sort of just listen listening to you there because it is very much you're just talking in the here and now you know you're not reading off a script and it's just coming out but almost for me and i, I went down a little rabbit hole there and it almost it sounded almost like quite poetic and almost like when you watch anger you know and if i were to link it to certain songs i know we've mentioned rage against the machine and stuff like that and the two songs that have come to my head interesting are drowning pool bodies and system of the down chop suey but simply because i know you know I'm telling you, people don't know where I go on this podcast, but um, simply because if you listen to them, there's an element of rage that comes out and then there's a bit of melody and there's a melodic to it. And then you go back into the rage and stuff. And it's looking at that pattern. And in the work I do, sort of, again, you know, referring to the same client, he came in and you could just feel the rage when he came in. He didn't need to say anything. I was like, okay, here we go. And it was just giving it's giving someone a safe space to say actually just let it out here you know and then he did he let it out and then he moved into almost like a movement which was just it, just the flow that he brought out then you know it's, it's hard to, obviously in a podcast people can't see it but if people imagine me sort of dancing beautifully that'd be great um <laughs> it was just like Not that idea. and then yeah yeah <laughs> and then he sort of settled down and it was like okay how are you doing he's like oh i can i need it again and in his body he was noticing it coming out and something which aaron's spoken about before we then moved into box breathing to bring in again a little bit of just the the poem you know and the poeticness and just the journeys and I do I play a lot of music where possible um in the back you know background of of my sessions and stuff and quite a lot of people comment on that you know it kind of depends on the pace of music they ask for almost letting me know okay this is where you're at today you know I do I wake up and sometimes I'm like I need to listen to something heavy and then other days I'm like i I've seen it a bit today. I need some classical music or, you know, and depending on where I'm at. And I really think that, you know, it is, you know, you mentioned about obviously, you know, playing guitar and stuff, and it's really linking in sort of the importance of music, like with our own journeys. And, you know, everyone, everyone relates to certain music at certain points in their life as well. You know, when it's sort of given that opportunity yeah. to reflect back. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny, like, I know that I've currently got into the mood, like, when doing running um i've got a variety of playlists um and i've I'm, I'm, put them on um on my website uh www.nrmyouth.co.uk and then the angry little welshman bit um just literally today put on some playlists from spotify that i've made and one of them but one of them is 
um, a chilled reggae running uh, playlist. <laughs> Uh, and it's like 70s and 80s reggae though sort of thing and um it's just like i play it it's every friday morning it's like last day of work for the weekend especially when it's sunny it's just yeah. a nice rhythm to run to um yeah you've got fun things to look forward to hopefully um yeah no definitely it's, it's all moods we talk about it all the time there's certain like me i'm always making playlists it's, it's one of the things i i want to do i'm always looking for the next music and I bring I'm as much as I listen to old stuff I'm always looking for new stuff and then that gets bunged in a place then it fall, gets out of control you know but I quite like the madcap stuff sometimes for running I think or working out a bit like you I need a mood a consistent mood do you know what I mean because I need to be in a certain headspace but generally when I'm out walking there'd be no surprise if it flicked from Sleaford Mods to Queen to Idols to like Rage Against the Machine to Dr Dre it could go wherever, you know, sometimes even a bit of classical in there, like Bryn said, Bryn said in the past is very, very much um, is on mood. So, and I was saying earlier to Bryn, it, when we had Tom on the first guest, an idle song came to my mind then because his was all about anxiety um, and depression and idols had very cannily released a song called Anxiety. So that was nice to bring, <laughs> nice to bring in. Um, but on this one, because we're talking about, you know, anger and rage and one of theirs by a song called Danny Nadelko, like the, the way that he was thinking when he wrote this, Joe Talbot, but fear leads to panic, panic leads to pain, pain leads to anger, and then anger leads to hate. And I listened, uh, sorry, I read your blog and I was reading some stuff on the website and you were talking about um, your, your supposed anger at the system sometimes in terms of how things are set up and, and you know, for, you know from, from a youth perspective as well. Um, just trying to use that to help more people. And we talked about the pussy riot stuff. So when you get angry, you can do things to really make a difference. And the one thing that served to me was the Euro, the Euro youth mental health. So just a little bit about that, because you do put on your website, you're proud of that and quite rightly so, but just tell people a little bit about that and where it come from. Um, yeah. So, and I, you know, we'll get into the, I guess a lot of what I'm just starting the journey of looking at is, using anger, in a, you know, using anger for good. Um, I think anger and, and anger management, although is needed, is, is it kind of has a bit of a stigma that if you're getting any help around your anger management, then you're a violent person and that's it. Uh, you know, it's quite black and white. Um, trying to flip the script a bit on that and to help, and it is, people, you need help to harness anger as an energy. <laughs> Um, I guess, uh, and how to manage it generally. So yeah, um, I was doing my master's, I was doing an international master's in Netherlands and um, as part of my thesis, I was comparing two mental health services for young people, uh, one in Zagreb, Croatia, one in London, UK. Um, and in doing so, I kind of did a lot, a bit of a, I guess, um, I, I did a bit of scouting around Europe to see what sort of services and organizations were out there for young people, charities specifically I was looking at, um, and, uh, and NGOs. And, um, and you know, there were, there's plenty about, but then I was, and then I was looking at a broader kind of thing because I, I just started, to, as, as I was doing this international course, I was learning more about the institutions and organizations that are out there for young people. Um, and I noticed that, and although, so there's lots of like European wide organizations, say for environment or just young people in general, which is great. Uh, lots focusing on say employment and things like that. 
for young people. Um, but there was nothing about mental health. Um, there's one organization called Mental Health Europe who are absolutely fantastic, uh, but they cater for everyone. Um, and, you know, I remember when, so I kind of, I got, a, I don't know if it was, I was frustrated at the idea that there wasn't something kind of out there looking to support and enable young people to have a, a platform and a voice to have their opinions and experiences heard when it comes to mental health at a at high level decision making uh, spaces. Um, you know, so that could be with members of European Parliament, but also then providing training and services to young people in different countries to kind of corral and, and to be able to um, impact services in their country with their national institutions. Um, yeah, so and I, so I spoke to, I spoke to the then director of Mental Health Europe as well about the idea, like because I, I wanted to collaborate them. I don't want to step on their toes. Um, and they were saying, you know, yeah, any help we can get is, is, is greatly appreciated because obviously we do some stuff with young people, but we've also got to look at mothers and, and all the other categories of people, I guess, that you can think of, you know. Um, yeah, so it was initially a Twitter page just trying to share some good practice and uh, of uh, youth mental health work across Europe. And yeah, it's now grown into this thing. It's currently a community interest company, but we are about to advertise for um, trustees to become a charity um, and yeah we're, grow we're growing every year it's we've strangely enough or unsurprisingly um, over Covid we've arguably formed a stronger bond as a group of volunteers so it's completely run by volunteers including myself we do it in our spare time inverted commas for those who can't see us um, and yeah you know it's a really close-knit group we spent um, I think there's no, you know, different countries are in different COVID restrictions, uh, but a bunch of us spent um, on, we're online the other week watching Eurovision, and it's, if you can watch Eurovision with a bunch of people from different European countries, it is hilarious, because uh, everyone's obviously got different takes and stereotypes about their own country. Um, yeah, so I guess I was just a bit, yeah, I was a bit angry about, like, I couldn't believe it, nothing already existed. And then the more I looked into it, the more it just wasn't really on any anyone's agenda, um, mental health, let alone youth mental health. And so um, there is an, I mean, the, you know, the, the beauty of this work is that I think there's an element still that I, and well, we, I, I encourage, you know, us as a team to be pushy uh, and to, and to, Poke, poke, poke the lion a bit um, because otherwise nothing will get done and, and we do refer to ourselves as activists um, mm -hmm. and and you know I work my day job and other things is a bit more say uh, you know there's a, a bit more of a patience and a less, less, less I'm happy to dance around the politics of a, of a, a venture uh, but for this sort of work there, there's some people in some kind you know uh, institutionalization is still a thing in some countries where people you know people are just getting locked up um for their mental ill health yeah so that's that's where we are and it you know i mean it's, obviously i've followed your journey quite a lot through all of that and it is just fab like almost you're, you're almost creating i mean i might be wrong but almost like your own little pussy riot going around in different areas <laughs> in some ways of just but just really encouraging you know and it is it's a lot, you know, when we look at mental health, when we look at anger, it's equipping people, you know, 
this equipping young people to know actually this isn't right you know you're you're missing the point here and you know it does almost go straight back to punk where it is you know the whole like concept with punk is saying like that this this isn't right you know and it's pushing the voice out and it's getting that out but yeah, I mean, I, I do encourage people, you know, check out, you know, obviously we'll put everything in the links, you know, all of all of Nick's 50, 55,000 different projects he's got running at the moment. <laughs> you know, he's he's a busy man, and I'm sure that's why his hair just, is a, just a seeding, mem- <laughs> Just opened membership uh, to uh, Euro Youth Mental Health, which is a brand new thing for individuals and organisations. You get access to free workshops uh, and get to, if you're in, if you want to share your voice and your stories, uh, to the European to Europe, um, they'll you get that opportunity as well. So yeah, check it out. That's awesome. That's really really good. And I think so many people will benefit from that. We talk about on this pod. The reason that we do it is to you know talk about things that are important to us. But then to bring any guests that we bring in, we know that they're going to add an element to that as well that can really help people. And I think sharing is so good. But coming back to you, obviously we, we're bringing you on, Nick. And I think one thing that stood out to me on. Uh, you know, on the on the YouTube videos, one of the ones that you you shared, um, you, you got quite upset. We've talked about in the past on you that it's okay for men to be upset. We talk about the we cry at times, um, and we just have had a guts full, or we just can't cope, and we let it out. You know, and talking about that is so important. And I just wondered because you, you you specifically on one video when you were talking about your partner, you know, your, your girlfriend at home, and how patient and understanding. And I think a lot of this problems that rise out of communication don't they so what you're definitely doing is communicating in many different ways now to try and so this how how from hips would be interested to bring her in that one but um you know you know how have you found that that dimension of your relationship in terms of helping you as well because you know you do need your friends and family support so yeah talk a little bit about that um so just be, to be clear i can't speak on her behalf she potentially <laughs> say something else um and I don't want to go into it too much, but um, you know, she is a, a a patient saint of a person, um, and is incredibly understanding of my situation, and yeah, just gives me. I think one of the biggest things I always need when I, you know, everyone everyone recovers, shall we say, or bounces back, shall we say, from from downturns and stuff differently. Um, I. I'm more of it. I don't need solutions. I just need space to dwell for a day or two. And I usually bounce back. And maybe if I haven't, you know, maybe a bit of help would be needed. But, um, and, you know, she gets that and kind of just lets me be, which is actually quite nice sometimes. Um, looks after me and gives me love, which is all I'm after in those moments, really. Um, makes sure I eat and drink. And, um, yeah, she... And, you know, don't get me wrong, I think um, putting some of this stuff out into the ether, it's a very sensitive topic. And like with any of these sorts of things, it's a window into not just your life, i.e. me, um, but there's a bit of a window into um, people around me's lives. So Mm. uh, my other half, um, I mean, my family, you know, could find it, but I don't advertise it to them. Uh, (laughs) I don't think. Yeah, I mean, if they find it, they find it. But um, it's something. That, but you know, I know a lot of my friends know I'm doing this, and like I said, I get a good amount of support from both friends and 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 
my other half who we and I check things over as well you know the blog the blog got checked over by other half and other people to make sure it's it doesn't uh, I don't know what the word is um I know it doesn't make anyone feel anyone in my yeah. all feel uncomfortable with what I'm doing as well because that's the hard thing when you're trying to be uh wanting to share your own experiences as well you've got to remember that you you are touching on other people's experiences with you yeah, it's it's interesting almost like trying to comfortably share something that is so uncomfortable to hold on to as well in your body you know and that's so which you know, as i said i work in you know basically day in day out but i know sort of just you know you set us a good challenge in trying to find out a bit more about this band <laughs> and um i know sort of just sort of you know rounding this bit off i know aaron you found out something didn't you that was interesting about the lead singer you know and what he was sharing his story yeah i was just reading an interview because i correct me if i'm wrong but i think a couple of years ago they were going to go on um they were going on a bit of a farewell talk so i think they've all been involved as you do you you link up with other musicians and you have other things you want to okay. get on with yeah. um but the lead singer um was has, has been fighting crohn's crohn's disease effectively and I was yeah. just reading, uh, reading a little bit into that in an interview, and I'll share it because there's, no, there's no point me reading through reading through it all here. It was just interesting in terms of how he copes with that because we've talked so often in the past, and some musicians haven't made it through because they feel like they're letting their bandmates down because illness keeps coming up. We had Chester Bennington, we were talking about him um, recently, and, and he kept feeling like he was getting ill or having injury around the time they were touring or making music, and you know that just compounded how he felt shit about himself then because he couldn't, you know, he just thought it was him really it wasn't it was just circumstance you know um and then he actually they made some music about it effectively asked by and i just come across the song 2000 pills um oh, yeah it's great isn't it it really is a great song and talk about being personal and putting yourself on the line you know um but i'll just read a little bit of it so so i don't gain weight because my body's in hate with itself all the time with the world all the time no solutions found they're all underground hiding from the men in coats and their antidotes and I just thought that was like it's so honest like to write that in a moment you know and, and talk about how I mean even saying 2,000 pills he must have felt like I've got a, all these pills coming to me just trying to keep me alive and keep me functioning every day but I've got all these people who rely on me not just the band there's people like yourself Nick or you know as a fan you expect stuff don't you from the band you know what I mean and I just found that element of it interesting and when we when we put these out into the world we want people to learn stuff do you mean about these people we pick big artists sometimes we try and bring things that they might not know about them do you know what i mean it's like oh god actually that gives me a new perspective so yeah we, we were talking when we were off here and just found that element of it quite interesting didn't we how he, he lives with that and still manages to be creative and do a lot of other things Okay, well, yeah, I mean, first off, Nick, fair play, you know, I mean, you were really open there, you know, and it does take take guts, you know, just to step forward and, and talk to a, a couple of hapless idiots like me and me and my fellow fellow cook here. Um, but I think I think we steered the ship, you know, we went we went in different directions every now and again and talking is steering the ship somewhere else, you know. We're um we're gonna do our 30 second challenge, but actually we're we're just gonna set you this challenge. So essentially. You know, you've you've mentioned about the angry little Welshman, and you've mentioned about 
you know the podcast coming up and things like that and always being the prepared person that I am I haven't got my stopwatch up you know which I'll um I'll just do right now so if people want to do some musical interlude we'll <laughs> do this or I'll just keep talking as we do so I've got my stopwatch up now there we go um, <laughs> seamless, seamless. absolutely seamless <laughs> this is this is why I do drama because I'm good at improvising you know and reacting in the moment and just carrying on talking you know like I could keep doing it but you know I'll stop now so yeah (laughs) so you've got so yeah this is an invitation for you to talk about you know this yeah podcast you know which I know you've just started recording um so what I'll do is I'll hold up the good fingers and I'll give you a bit of a countdown and you've got 30 seconds in three two one off you go. Okay, so I'm going to be releasing a podcast in two weeks' time called Angry Little Welshman and Friends. In this podcast, I will be uh, sharing some of my memories and my experiences of anger from that week. Uh, but the main bulk of it will be interviewing guests um, from the field of mental health, uh, from the field of um, from young people's experiences. Um, it's the idea to raise awareness of anger diversity and anger G which is what we're going to do to channel energy into anger, into energy. Ah, sorry. Oh. <laughs> it's hard, oh. isn't it? It's really yeah. hard. Yeah, that, that was about 34 seconds. If you paused, you were nearly there, but um, it's good because you're as bad as I am, so that makes me feel great. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> you know, this, this will open the field a bit more, you know, just, yeah, take the floor, tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah, it's just, I don't need, I mean, it was, it was, I've, I've kind of got there almost in the end. It's something about, and I've alluded to this already, it's looking to like, discuss people's experiences of anger, uh, to share positive stories of anger and the good it's done in the world. I think um, you can take a lot of, um, of stories from the civil rights movements in America. Of the reason, you know, change happened around, among races was because people, black people were angry at the lack of um, freedom that they had and did something about it. Uh, and that's a prime example, you know, Martin Luther King is a prime example. Um, and so just to talk a bit about that, um, there is a music element to it too, like yourselves. Um, towards the end of, well, at the end of the show, we'll ask our guests kind of what song they think of when they think of anger and it could be something heavy uh, or it could be something maybe that they use to calm themselves down uh, and there will be a Spotify playlist uh, related to that as well um, but ultimately you know it's just to say that men, it's to touch on men's mental health as well and that ang- it's okay to get angry um, but it's how we kind of harness that energy uh, and turn it into something good or use it into uh, create it into Angerji. I love uh, that. Which is, which is a term I'm trying to coin. <laughs> I love it. Honestly, when um, I read about it, I was like, that works. So it, it works. I, I got it straight away. I was like, it's a. Uh, good to you. I mean, what I'm hoping will come out of this, we're doing this now, and I'm, I'm hoping over the next, over this year, I want to try and develop some workshops uh, to run with young people um, about anger. Um, and, and not to discredit anger management, but, you know, like, it does still have a bit of a stigma of like, oh, you're receiving anger management, you must be a violent person. So there's something about dispelling that stigma anyway, uh, but also that, you know, just changing the tone and the script, you know, I think it could be arguably along the same lines. I think I am a trained anger management Mm -hmm. professional, but I think it just needs to be termed differently. And I imagine there's a lot of young men and women um, who who could, who would benefit 
bit potentially learning a bit about the positives of anger yeah. and passion and energy. And that's what it is. And there are so and there are so many as well. You talked about earlier, Welsh people definitely are passionate, but just in general, I think the Bryn referred to, I didn't bring it out in the main body, but um, it's a lady called Louise Bourgeois, her name was, and she got her rage out through sculpting. And her rage was back based on the person who was governing her at home or a governess, as they call it, was raising her and teaching her and all that stuff. And had an affair with her father and she found out about it at a young age. But how she got it out, was in a, in a sculpting. But then there was reviews by critics who said, I wish she'd stop acting like an angry little girl and start, she knows she's 80 odd years old now. You know, and it's, well, no, that's her passion and her drive. And that's what people have followed her for all, for all of her career. So the more we talk about it, because language is so important. Um, we've talked about this on the pod before and bringing a positive light to it, bringing it, we, we try that all the time, don't we, when we're talking about things to, to think of it in a different light. Yeah, and it's, I mean, for me, you know, we talked about lots of other things, you know, sort of like suicide, you know, substance misuse and anger's coming in, you know, and it's sort of getting rid of that taboo, really, you know, of like, oh, no, we don't talk about that, you know, or, you know, like it is like, don't get angry, you know, <laughs> you know going yeah. back to the lyric, and it is just sort of really trying to just reduce that stigma, you know, and I think it's fab, like, you know, you're, yeah, and you're clearly passionate about it, and, you know, it is going to, you know, I will you know, I'll put the links in, you know, and we'll use our socials as well to update people sort of when, when it is coming out and yeah. Okay, so we're motoring on and we're going to talk a little bit about on our next voyage. And this week I just thought I'll do it. So on our next voyage. Absolutely terrible. <sighs> so I'm not doing that again. Please, like, we had three please wicked us, ones. Please shipmates. help <laughs> us out because I got bored of brains. I've never had a go of it before. And if you don't send them in, then you're gonna you're gonna get some of the some more of these on the spot impromptu ones. Anyway, for on our next voyage, we talk about setting challenges to each other um, and completing those challenges as a part of mental health and well-being and staying in a positive space of mind. So we're handing that over to Nick. To set us a challenge so what have you got for us nick um so um and i feel like this is very uh keeping with my podcast um i would like uh for both of you and is it over the m- next month is it over the next couple of weeks or yeah next yes, week next, week. next couple of weeks yeah yeah. Fine. yeah 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 it's fine um i would like you to think about something that you are angry about um and i'd like you to do something about it or find something that you can do something uh, find something you can do about that thing that you are angry about and it can be anything it can be something i think the, the thing with this is is not to focus on you can, you're not going to change poverty uh you know sadly or but what you could do it could even be you know because the thing is with positive uh, action from, from anger is it can be really small it could be you know what i'm going to set up a regular donation to such and such a charity or I'm gonna post some, I'm gonna share loads of so-and-so's work. Uh, let's say you care about, uh, you're angry about, uh, well, poverty is a good one actually, and you're gonna, you're gonna keep supporting Mark Rashford's uh, posts and things like that, and just make sure more friends see it. Yeah, there's, you know, there's little, little actions towards changing something that makes you angry. It's fab, you know, and it's a, it's a manageable, but also one that we can, we can keep doing. You know, and you can keep, yeah. you know, and it keep, we can keep referring back to times when we are feeling frustrated or angry. And it's like, actually, what could we do about it? 
you know, and not just sit with it because it's un- it can be uncomfortable. So, yeah, yeah, fab, you know, and obviously we encourage everyone, you know, to jump on board with that, you know, and let's see. Well, I'd like see- to add a caveat to it. What I'd like you to do is once you know what you're doing, I'd like you to share it somewhere on social media and tag Angry Little Welshman in it as well. Yeah, that's all right. So it's uh it's time to drop anchor with the the next chapter of our story. And I know some some shipmates are just sort of hanging on the edge of of our words. Others, I'm sure, just turn the volume down or skip on at this point. But we, we are moving into chapter seven. We are. And uh, in true sort of fashion of this story and in true tradition, I wrote it today. So um, in the heat of the moment, here it comes. Chapter seven. I see Gav flying through the air for the second time today. This time the target is Digit, not me. It's as if I am in a movie. Nothing seems real. I feel the controller I have worked so hard to regain begin to slip out of my grasp. I'm being dragged away by J and Z, Digit scrambling behind after the hurricane of Gav clocking him square in the face. As I'm being pulled up the stairs, I see Gav walking down the hallway and out of the green door. This time it's his turn to leave me, to leave me covered in someone else's blood, Digit's blood as he helps J and Z to restrain me. Help me, I cry. Don't leave me alone with these animals. I plead, but it doesn't work. He opens the door, light pausing briefly as he looks over his shoulder. His face is featureless as the sunlight blinds me momentarily before he turns his head away and shuts the door, leaving me in darkness. I stop fighting and allow myself to be carried away. I feel as if I'm floating on a cloud. I'm a child again, sat alone in the big cold house. It's silent all around. I'm alone in my room with some tattered books all around me, pen in hand, blank page on the floor. I would turn to writing when I was alone. I would fuel my imagination by reading the old books by Roald Dahl and Hans Christian Andersen. Then I would create my own little worlds that I could escape into when they returned. I don't remember how I ended up living with them. I remember bouncing from boarding house to boarding house, social service meeting to social service meeting before finally being placed here. How anybody with a conscience could leave me in the care of these people is complete madness to me. They were barely present. They would never let me go anywhere. They would torment me psychologically by convincing me that I was worthless, that if it wasn't for them, I'd have nothing. I grew up with no friends except for the ones contained in the pages of the old books that I'd been allowed to have. They probably didn't realize it, but it was the best gift anyone could have ever given me. I memorized the stories from cover to cover just in case they ever realized what magic was contained within them and took them away from me. I'd grown used to the beatings over the years, Every time I heard the green door crash open, I would begin to escape to the imaginary world that I'd created to keep myself safe. I'd smell the alcohol and the anger approaching from the stairway. I knew what was coming, but it couldn't hurt me anymore. I hadn't thought about this for such a long time. With great effort, I'd managed to keep it locked in a box and hidden in the depths of my consciousness in order to rebuild my life, to prove to myself and others that I had worth, that I could contribute, that I could be someone. I'd almost erased all those moments of my past that led to us being covered in blood in the park with a flaming car providing an apocalyptic background. The day the plan to set us free was executed, I opened my eyes.
well, we're we're at the end of another voyage, at the end of another pod. And I think, yeah, just again, you know, a massive thanks for Nick, you know, for for coming on. You know, it's not it's not an easy subject to talk about, but you know, it's one of our aims is to make things like that easier, you know, and easier to talk about and be open. But I know you you went on a um on a little trip, didn't you, LinkedIn with our first guest? Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, really, really happy actually this week. Well, happy and sad. So I got to go to Wembley to watch Newport County on Monday. And everyone knows what happened there. If you follow football, we lost in some real dramatic circumstances, frustrating circumstances, plus something else. What I was able to do, though, by spending some time in London before I went to the game was to go and see Floral Smoothie, our friend Tom. Um, who was our first guest a few weeks ago. Um, and as he was our first guest, you know, we wanted to make a bit of a fuss, didn't we? So um, people will have seen if they follow our Instagram that we were, I was able to deliver him one of our T-shirts um, as, a, as a thank you, really, because, again, you know, when guests come on and talk personally about their self and their challenges, it's not an easy thing to do. It's a very brave thing to do. And I know we've had, and in the last couple of weeks, actually, I think loads of people are catching up, and I've just been receiving some real positive messages about that episode. Um, a lot of people like Nikki um and Kerry and Lizzie all relating to what he was saying and actually subsequently reaching out and talking to people that maybe they hadn't spoke to for a little while um so we love that and also you had the pleasure didn't you of drawing out our first you know shipmate t-shirt competition I did yeah. yeah yeah our first uh first competition on on the socials or whatever you call them and um yeah you know I mean first of all big thanks to to Thread Lightly Clothing you know and to to um yeah just the support they've given us as well you know in helping us create these t-shirts and then yeah to Raj you know so Raj was our first ever competition winner you know he'll go down in history and I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure Raj you know that'll be something we'll expect to see on your CV as well you know in future days but yeah the t-shirt is on your on its way to you and yeah also I noticed um so Matt uh commented about where he gets the t-shirt you know and at the moment we're we're keeping hold of our stock but keep keep listening to the podcast keep looking out on instagram on twitter just to to see because i'm sure there'll be something else coming up soon and how how do how do people access those bits yeah you know the interactions have been great and actually we love the activity around the t-shirts and as you said because of the comments we've had i'm sure we'll be rewarding some more shipmates in the future Mm -hmm. so keep an eye on instagram um, which is at Captain and Cook Pod. Um, keep an eye on Twitter, which is at Captain and Cook One. Um, but also, you never know when you send some stuff into us on email what we'll pick up on. So I know there's people out there who don't use maybe social media as much. So if anything of interest, we've said it in the past stories, jokes, quizzes, whatever, Captain and Cook Pod at gmail.com. But until next time, it is a tarah from me. And I said tarah from him. <laughs>